Yeah, that one was uh, pretty great. Um, where's the book section? I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, like title consistency. Like, I, is yeah, it, is it Seinfeld that does every up every title? Yeah. It's the, the one the thing. The one no, with. the one with is uh, Friends. Oh, that's Friends. Um, yeah. what does what does Seinfeld do? the something just the something yeah. yeah um i don't think friends is a great show but they have a great title, a great title system oh uh john hodgman had one uh his book mm, there's my expertise yeah the almanac of complete world knowledge compiled with instructive annotation and arranged in a useful order by myself john hodgman a professional writer in the areas of my expertise which include matters historical matters literary matters cryptozoological hobo matters food <laughs> drink and cheese a kind of food squirrels and lobsters and eels haircuts utopia what will happen when in the future and most other subjects that is a great title uh have you read those? I've I've read the first two. I haven't read the longer one, the third one. Here's here's the title of the second in that trilogy. <laughs> For your consideration, the firms of Dutton and Riverhead Books of New York City, publishers of Ken Follett, Darren Strauss, David Rees, and the R- and the RZA, uh, present in the English language a further compendium of complete world knowledge in the areas of my expertise, assembled and illuminated by me, John Hodgman, a famous minor television personality. Offering more information than you require on subjects as diverse as the past, as there is always more of it, the future, as there is still some left, all of the presidents of the United States, the secrets of Hollywood, gambling, the sports almanac of uh, the sports of the asthmatic man, including hermit crab racing, strange encounters with aliens, how to buy a computer, how to cook an owl, and most other subjects, plus answers to your questions posed via electronic mail, and 700 mole man names, including their occupations. Formerly a professional literary agent and professional writer, a.k.a. the deranged millionaire. Oh, my God. You ready for the last one? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Still digesting. As long threatened and longer postponed, herein you will find a third compendium, tripendium, of complete world knowledge, now and finally complete, as set down by me, a former professional liter- literary writer, a former, former professional literary agent, a minor television personality who is arguably still famous in some circles, and a current deranged millionaire who is known in your language as John Hodgman, simultaneously covering and uncovering such previously untouched upon subjects as the practice and pronunciation of onenophilia. <laughs> <laughs> the ancient teachings of the Americanomicon, the meaning of your dreams, gentlemen criminals, how boats work, how to raise sperm whales, the secrets of the master magicians, how to finally become happy and wealthy as a deranged millionaire before the coming, coming global super apocalypse and the end of human civilization, a.k.a. Ragnarok, <laughs> plus sports as well as most other subjects, though at last in such sufficiency as to report that is all. And the title of the book is That Is All. No, the like title the, of the book is the thing I just said. The one, the big words <laughs> on the title on the cover is That Is All. Yeah, technically on the cover, that's all it says on the cover. Yeah. Uh, on the outside cover. Those are great books, though. Wow. I read, I read the, the first one. I liked it a lot. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. I have the first two. Uh, I actually got the first, first one on an audiobook, which is really fascinating. Does he read it? He does. It's, a, it's abridged, which is a little disappointing. Uh, um, but he reads it and also has Jonathan Colton in the room. With him, just and they talk to each other sometimes. Oh, nice! Um, like if if there's an image that needs to be illustrated, uh, John uh, John Hodgman will have Jonathan Colton describe it for you. That's delightful. Uh, yeah, and then Jonathan Colton does in fact sing uh, his song about the furry old lobster. Mm. Hmm. Um. 
Now I'm wondering if when I put links to these in the show notes, if I should do so using those uh, complete Feel titles. free. I don't care. <laughs> I need to read the third one because the first two are really good. Yeah. Um, I, he, uh, Hodgman, I like Hodgman a lot. I like most things that he does. Uh, his stand-up special, I think it was just titled Ragnarok. I did not enjoy it. Really? I yeah. really liked it. That's good. I'm glad. Because he, he's doing his like deranged his, millionaire yes. character, yes. which is a... I think is a fantastic character because he just walks around in like a like a suit with bare feet. And yeah, has and a mustache. Mu- yeah, like a weird <laughs> mustache. Right, he's he look he is very good at looking like a deranged millionaire. Yeah, who's some hermit secluded in their yeah, mansion I, or whatever. I like the idea. Like, I love the books. I think the books are really good. Um, I for some reason that stand up just didn't work for me. I don't know what it was. Um, additionally. I kind of got tired of Judge John Hodgman, like his other really, work. yeah. I kind of want to go back to it and try it again, mm-hmm. um, but as a general rule, I was kind of like, eh. Although he did definitively an- answer the "Are hot dogs sandwiches?" question. Uh, yes, he did, and now it's like so- somehow the internet is talking about this controversy again. I mean, the answer was absolutely made clear. Right, it's the they're not sandwiches. They're not sandwiches, um, and like I was on the fence. I was in the hot dog as a sandwich fan class. Really? Yeah, did I was. He, did I he was, turn you? Oh, his his argument was impeachable. Yeah, unimpeachable. The good one. <laughs> his argument is just like Donald Trump. Yeah, totally impeachable. Totally, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but no, his, his argument was was a hundred percent valid. What was his argument? Uh, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Because one of the defining characteristics of a sandwich is the ability to have half of one. (laughs) You can have a half sandwich and a cup of soup. You Mm. cannot have a half hot dog. That is not a thing that is ever served. But you can cut a hot dog in half. Yeah, but you don't order a half of a hot dog. Okay. okay. You order half of a sandwich. Right. That's a combo you can get. Is that a rule that always identifies a sandwich apparently hmm. find me a sandwich you can't order half of i can't think of any counter examples yeah um and i've listened to that episode i just forgotten the argument but my my argument i didn't listen to the episode i read it as an and like you did mm, an essay my argument for this kind of thing is i forget who said it but there's the i think it was some court judge famously said like uh, like you know porn when you see it mm-hmm. right like it's d- very difficult to define but when you see yeah, it that was a supreme court case yeah and it's actually it's uh, roundly mocked because it didn't actually set any useful precedent right because that's not a very precedent setting statement no but like it that feels true right like it's very difficult to actually define what something like porn is but you can tell when you see it, it uh, seems. that's not even always true I'm sure I'm sure it's not, but it like <laughs> broadly it seems yeah. to be true. Or at least it feels right when you hear it. Yeah, because but like, that's what what you're really saying when you say I'm sorry I'm getting off on this tangent. But when you say that, all you're really saying is porn is the stuff I find objectionable, which is not useful as in any particular way. Well, you don't have to have the opinion that porn is objectionable just that it has some certain qualities that are difficult to to define that, that you can intuitively sense. Well, I would say it it doesn't even have those. Uh, there's a really interesting uh, comic I read years ago. I don't remember where it was at now. Um, but it was about uh, safe for work porn. 
mm-hmm. and and three like actual fetishes that you could watch videos of. They're on YouTube. You could watch them, and no one would ever think you're watching porn. Is one of them like that weird thing where people like smush their face into bread? It might be, but I don't think it's one of those <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> um, now, the one that I remember in particular was called Wet Look. Mm. It It's people fully dressed getting splashed with water, like being drenched in water. Um, and that is someone's kink or fetish. Sure. And that's cool, but is is are videos of that, which definitely cause someone to be sexually aroused, is that porn? But, like, I would watch that and be like... Yeah, someone's getting off to this. This is porn, <laughs> right? Like, that's why the intuitive. What if it's just people it? jumping in a fountain? What if they don't make it clear that that's what it is? Just people having a good time jumping in a fountain. But that's a different thing. That's being. There's a difference between porn, which I think what part of it's something you can define is that it's produced for the purpose of being sexually aroused. Versus like just a video of normal people jumping in a fountain and getting wet and someone turning that and (laughs) using it for sexual arousal. I don't know what's going to arouse people. But porn doesn't. Okay. We're now we're trying to define (laughs) porn and I'm not going to do that. We were talking. We were talking about sandwiches. We were talking about sandwiches. Um, But I feel like when you put definitions on sandwiches, you often can find counterexamples that are not sandwiches mm-hmm. that meet those definitions. Yeah. And the, the, the cut in half one seems pretty good because I'm not immediately thinking of any counterexamples, right? But you think, what's a sandwich? You ask an average person what a sandwich is and the answer is, well, it's a bunch of stuff in between two pieces of bread. I like the idea that if presented with something and asked if it's a sandwich, I'll intuitively be able to know if it's a sandwich, but there isn't a set of criteria that... Can you cut it in half and serve half of one? <laughs> And that that might that might be it, right? That is that sounds like a very very good yeah criteria. And I'm trying to think of something I consider a sandwich that I wouldn't eat cut in half and served next or, to a bowl of soup or just the half of. Well, there's plenty of sandwiches I wouldn't eat with soup. Well, sure, but, but the idea but the idea holds. I mean, because like I I would think of something like a. Like wraps, anything wrapped is not a sandwich, right? Like tacos are not sandwiches. No. Burritos are not sandwiches. No. Um, but you wouldn't eat half a burrito. You sure? Yeah. I would eat the whole burrito. Damn it! I would. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on, because a classic Jesse meal is buy a burrito, eat half of it, let that stump marinate for later. <laughs> But you didn't order half a burrito. Right. Yeah, you don't order half a burrito. Yeah, that's called leftovers. That doesn't make it not a sandwich. <laughs> doesn't make it a sandwich. Um, huh. What are sandwiches that you can't eat cut in half? I would argue not sandwiches. Yeah. I can't think of anything. <laughs> but that's, a, that's an excuse exclusionary definition not an inclusive definition right because there's plenty of things you can cut in half and eat that are not sandwiches not sandwiches yes yeah that's well, valid yeah like uh i don't know anything else. <laughs> hot dog <laughs> you can cut them in half and eat them but you right or things that like things that are meant to be cut in half yeah that. like a pie yeah 
Mm, I had some good slices of pie recently. Did you? I was very happy about I it. I would like some pie. I've been craving pie. I went to, if you would like some pie, go to, I think it's Quack's Bakery. Okay. Uh, Someone else I feel was telling you about this. It wasn't me. It wasn't you? No. Okay. Because I went very recently. I got a slice of pie and a coffee, which is like just what I... Yeah, just what you wanted? Like late night pie and coffee. It was great. And then I went to another place called Flight Path. Hmm. Which is another coffee shop, and they had a, had a nice had a pie. pie. I had a ginger peach at the first, and a apple. Ooh, at the classic. second. So for Great breakfast, pies. breakfast on Mondays at my office. Pie. Uh, well, yes, they have started serving uh, blintzes. What's that? Is that uh, a pie thing? It's like a crepe filled with cream cheese, and you can like put a fruit and stuff on top of it. But I just pick it up and eat it. Yeah. And it's like it's like a it's like a breakfast pie. Uh, it's also like a breakfast pie that's also kind of a pocket pie. Like I could wrap that up in paper and put it in my pocket. Okay. Uh, I haven't because they don't make it that far. <laughs> uh, you know, I like pocket food. You ever, you should, you should try my half a burrito trick. Throw that other half. Oh, in. I've done that. I've eaten half a burrito okay. and saved the rest for later. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. Fin- you wrap that back up at the top and throw it in your pocket. Yeah. I've definitely done that. Oh, and then that second half is so good because it's marinated yeah. and it's juices. Everything mixes and settles together. We should make a food truck that sells day-old burritos. Oh, God. That's like your food truck that sells it day-old is. pizza. I told someone at work about that. And same reaction I always get. Someone was like, really? And someone else was like, I want that. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I want that so bad. We just start a food truck. <laughs> day-old pizza. Yeah. It's the best day-old food there is. Absolutely. Pizza's very close to a sandwich. It's real close. Uh, have you seen the 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 post from the grilled cheese sub? No. So there's, a, there's a grilled cheese subreddit, uh, and there's a relatively famous post about uh, on there about someone who's really mad because everyone's posting pictures of their grilled cheeses, but he thinks those are not grilled cheeses because a grilled cheese is two slices of bread with cheese in the middle, uh, not anything else. So like anything else is, makes it a melt. Oh, like with additional. Yeah. Okay. Um, I disagree with that. You disagree that, like, you can't put a slice of tomato? Yeah, you throw whatever you want on grilled cheese. It's a grilled cheese. Yeah. Well, he disagrees vehemently Mm -hmm. um, and made a very angry post about it on the subreddit. To which people responded by posting uh, new grilled cheeses like this double stack hamburger (laughs) or uh, a slice of pizza and it's called an open-faced grilled cheese. (laughs) Food definitions are so hard. Right? Because, like, a a burger is... Like a a cheeseburger is a grilled cheese with a burger in the middle <laughs> <laughs> with a ground beef patty. Yeah, on a specific kind of bread. Yeah, right. But like, you could not put the patty in there, and it's solidly a grilled cheese. Yeah. Or you, you could, if you go to uh, In and Out and you order a grilled cheese, you're getting a burger without a patty. Yeah. Or if you do a patty. Right, what's a what's a burger patty and cheese, but on different bread, it's on a, like sandwich bread? It's a patty melt. Right, like <laughs> these, but the, uh, they're all so close to being exactly the same thing, right? They're, but they're all so importantly different. <laughs> so this reminds me of a food that I was able to order and did repeatedly when I was in grad school what's at that? the cafeteria. I do not remember what it's called. I want to say it was called like the King or the Elvis or something along those lines. Okay, but it was. 
Uh, it came in variations. They had different names. I don't remember all of them. Uh, but the base model was a grilled cheese with a slice of pepperoni pizza in the middle of it. Okay. So there was a pizza station. It was like, it was like a food court sort of uh, cafeteria. So yeah. the different stations. And so if you ordered this, they would go over to the pizza station, grab a slice of fresh pizza, and start making a grilled cheese and put it in the middle and make a grilled cheese. Was it like, was the slice of pizza like comically larger than the sandwich? Uh, not comically Otherwise? larger, but definitely larger. Right. You got like everything sticking out on yeah, the points. Yeah. Uh, and you could up that by also putting a hamburger patty in there or a fried chicken breast. Wow. <laughs> this is a whole new food technology I haven't considered before. <laughs> Just the reckless combination of things that are their own thing yeah. already. Yeah, and it was really good. I ate a lot of them. And you, you don't, like, disassemble it. No, you just eat it. You take a bite. Do you, like, bite off the points of the pizza first? You could. Yeah, because that, that, that's a sandwich yeah. move for me is, like, yeah. you got all the little bits hanging Yeah, out. get rid of those. You bite off the bits so you just have the... Just the core. What's bounded by the bread. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, right now... Uh, Hopefully your sandwich bread doesn't have uh, bugs in it, just so that we have one more mention of <laughs> bugs and bread. Eating a bug? <laughs> yeah. Bug sandwich is not a thing. Oh, I just remembered I had a spider thing to say. Oh, you did? This was a long time ago when you were talking about Spider Robinson, my favorite sci-fi author. But now we're talking about bugs. Yeah. And bread. Don't forget that. Don't one forget more bugs and bread. Of, bu of bug bread. We got a brand to uphold. Excuse me. We've got a hashtag, hashtag brand to uphold. Hashtag brand. Um... I went for a bike ride yesterday. Yeah. And I stopped uh, through, you know, uh, the Walnut Creek area? No. Uh, Walnut Creek Park is a nice park nearby. And there's, cool. a, there's a bike path that runs from the park close to here. Cool. I was riding down the path on my way home. And I stopped because there was a particularly nice looking spot on the creek. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to stop and sit for a while. So I stopped and sat and it was very pleasant. <clears throat> Listened to the water gurgling like you do it's very peaceful really nice uh bugs are making good sounds all mm -hmm. around me and then i Bug turn sounds. and then i turn around mouth sounds mouth sounds and then i turn around and turn around <laughs> every now and then i get a little something something to i don't know how the song goes it was good close enough can i can i interrupt you for one second to talk about that song uh-huh I may have told you this already, but it's my favorite fact. We'll come back to spiders. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, which is a great song. It's, yeah. It's, it's almost perfect. It was originally written by Jim Steinman to be performed by Meatloaf. And we do not live in the universe where that happens. We should have. And we really should have. We should have lived in that universe. It would have been a better universe. Wow. Total Eclipse of the Heart by... By Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah. Man, so, imagine having the name Meatloaf. Uh, it sounds amazing. You throw a meatloaf in that pizza, yeah, burger patty. Sandwich. You ever, you ever? Uh, we're, we'll get back to your spider. I promise. <laughs> I'm gonna cross my fingers. So I you remember. ever uh, gone to a uh, midnight showing of Rocky Horror? No. Have you ever seen Rocky Horror? Yes. Cool. One of my favorite like things you can yell at the screen during a midnight showing of Rocky Horror uh, is in the dinner party scene where it becomes clear that they are eating the human flesh of Eddie, the biker character who is played by Meatloaf. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you can yell, meatloaf for dinner again? <laughs> it's one of my favorite little... It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we'll get back to my spider thing. We'll, we'll get there. Unfortunately, we'll get there. I have a very low opinion of Rocky Horror. It's a bad movie. Um, even though it's a thing that people love dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only because the live performance of it that I've seen yeah. is... Uh, was only because I was working it because it was a performance at my college. Did, was it just the stage show? It was the stage show. Okay. The stage show is not good either. The stage show is, is well, continue your story. But I have similar feelings towards it, and uh, I always classed it with the vagina monologues because the people who produced them and mm-hmm. performed them were horrible <laughs> people to run a show for. Sure. Um, that's valid i can see that so my my experience of working and observing yeah. those shows was terrible because of the people yeah and i'm sure rocky horror is fine it's fine the doing a stage show like performing the stage show is a little silly because it's the experience for rocky horror is to go see a midnight showing of rocky horror yell things at the screen and have a group of people acting them out in front of you mm-hmm. like that's that's what makes it work. Yeah. Doing anything else, like just putting on that story on stage mm. doesn't work. It's not the thing. It's not the thing. Because yeah. it's not a good movie. <laughs> uh, it'd be like if somebody made a stage adaptation of Troll 2, which is probably happening. Someone's <laughs> probably doing that. You should be directing it. No. <laughs> no. Should write it. Uh no, Vagina Monologues is really interesting from a historical perspective. I should preface and say I've not read it. I I know bits of it, but I've mm. never read the whole thing. I need to. Um, but it's really interesting because uh, it was written in a time before people worried about things like uh, biological essentialism mm-hmm. and the idea of, you know, it's meant to be sort of this play about like women and in particular this play about vaginas. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it doesn't really ever acknowledge the fact that not all women have vulvas. Right. Uh, or not all people with vulvas have, are, are women. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, just a side note. And that's yeah, yeah. That bioessentialism. Yeah. And it, cause it's very, it's very much, it's called the vagina, the vagina monologues and all the things are about someone's vagina in some yeah. way, but it's a thing for women. Yeah. And, and Eve Ensler very intentionally did that and yeah. it's still a worthwhile thing that exists. Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting to see not what that looks like today, but maybe, uh, you know, let's talk about the fact that not all women have the same genitals. Right. Like, that's an interesting thing to talk about as well. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it would be cool if there was a version of, of the vagina monologues that had a man yeah. doing a monologue. Talking about his vagina. About his vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. Like, that would be really <clears throat> fascinating. I would also be really interested in seeing a version of the vagina monologues where the people who were doing it weren't the worst people i've ever worked with in my entire life yeah that would probably be good too that'd be great too <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's valid anyway spiders spiders man Spider-Man. tell me about the spiders man so i was uh enjoying my lovely peaceful sit by a creek yeah 
uh, when I was almost done with my bike ride, and I get up, turn around. Slowly I turn, step by step. Sorry, I'm just interrupting <laughs> you right at that same moment, just for the sake of it. And uh, the creek gets like carved down a bit, right? So there's kind of yeah. like a, a cliff mm-hmm. uh, somewhat, and a large chunk of rock has dislodged itself from the face of the cliff. Okay. And I'm looking at that because it's interesting. And behind it is this like the rock is like has this really dark patch mm-hmm. on on the rock behind like kind of this broken area. Yeah. And I'm getting closer and I'm like trying to like get in there to see like how it broke and I'm interested in like the shape of the yeah. rock and like I'm like oh is more of this cliff gonna collapse because there's this big giant piece that just collapsed and you see it collapse? Like, no, really? okay, no, it was just there. Yeah. Um. And uh, so I'm like right up in this spot yeah and when i'm very close to the wall yeah i realize that this large dark area Patch. of rock is not a, a dark shadow. area of rock <laughs> it is a mass of mm. daddy long legs <laughs> there's i'm trying not to exaggerate here yeah. There's at least 1,000 of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And they're, it looks like they're woven together mm-hmm. almost because they're yeah. all like- Like o- a carpet. They're all overlapping. Yeah. And, they, and it forms this, like daddy long leg legs are very thin. Yes. That's like their whole deal. Yeah. Um, they've got long legs. Yes. Not very fat legs. Not daddy fat legs. legs. But the mass of them is so tight- that their legs all woven together form a solid black mass. Yeah. And I got way too close to them (laughs) to ever feel safe sleeping again. And I'm not like a spider person. Like I'm not, you're not a Spider-Man. I'm not a Spider-Man. Like I'm not an arachnophobe man. Um, I don't like, like, I don't like them. I don't want spiders to be around. Yeah. You don't like spiders, but I'm not like a, scream and cry because there's a spider in the room yeah right but still when i was standing right next to all of these spiders and i realized what they were i almost pooped <laughs> um it's a defensive poop a defensive, yeah like a snake yeah <laughs> or my cat my cat does that have you ever been defensive pooped on by a snake no but I, I haven't touched a lot of snakes. Mm. I did. I do like to touch snakes. I, I do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did once take a snake in my shirt pocket to McDonald's. Do you just find it and decide to have them tie it <laughs> No. Uh, no. It was my... So we'll get back to your spiders in a sec. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, I'm begging to talk about my spiders. When I was in... Uh, you know, I, I dropped out of school in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was in high school or in of high school age because i didn't go to school but whatever uh or even like eighth seventh grade eighth grade uh i started going to a school for homeschool kids to learn science so you Mm. go once a week and you do science stuff uh and it was called mrs r's science circle or circle of science that's what it was nice and miss r was the teacher and she owned it and she ran it and she was really smart and really cool Mm -hmm. and she had a bunch of animals uh reptiles she had a cow uh so she had tons of animals uh, and she would often let us like take them out and play with them. And she had like a, it wasn't like a garter snake. It was, it was bigger. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, maybe diameter of like a dime. Yeah. Um, and I would like let it like crawl around in my hair. 
uh, or I would put it in my pocket. I would just sit there and sleep. Mm. And one time we all went to McDonald's. And it was in your pocket. And it was in my pocket. Did you get it something? Did you give no. it a fry? It did kind of pop its head up, but I was like, shh. <laughs> get, 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 get Tamp it down a little yeah. bit. Imagine being at the counter at McDonald's and see a little like, <laughs> little little spider head. Little, little, Not spider. Snake. snake head. Yeah. Popping out of someone's up. pocket. <laughs> you don't have a, you don't got any snakes in there now, do you? <laughs> um, snakes! I do enjoy snakes. I think snakes are great yeah, animals. Snakes are pretty cool. I'm not afraid of them. I like to pick them up, uh, but the only snakes I've ever picked up have been wild snakes. Yeah. And then they poop on you. They do. And it's it's the the worst smell. Yeah. Snake poop is the worst smell. Well, good to know. Um, and it does not wash out. Yeah. For a long time. No, my cat defensive poops if we ever put her in her crate and put her in the car and drive a long way. She just poops right away? Not right away, but like... She definitely like, and she knows she shouldn't be pooping. Like she doesn't want to poop, but she's like, I, I got to poop. Sorry. It's, right. it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. I'm unhappy, so I'm going to poop. So speaking of defensive pooping. Yeah. You were defensive pooping when you saw this mass carpet of daddy long legs. Right. Um, and I immediately backed away mm-hmm. after re- the realization that they were spiders and not yeah. just dark rock. Yeah. Because it was also like a little dark out. The sun sure. was like just starting to set. So I was losing the nice daylight visibility. Mm-hmm. Um. So I step away and just sit there and look at it for yeah. a while because I'm not like afraid of it mm-hmm. inherently. I was just afraid to have been so close to it. So I'm like interested and I'm observing it and there's like little bits of movement, right? Like yeah. kind of, and the whole thing's almost like vibrating, pulsating, right? Because like one of them twitches and then like the rest of them all respond and yeah. it reverberates throughout yeah. and um. And then I was just mean, and I threw a rock at it. Oh, um, not a large rock, just like did a, you? Did you yell pranked when you did it? <laughs> yeah, pranked. I pranked them real good. I got these spiders, a really fun prank, just like a little pebble, and yeah. I threw it into the middle of them, and then they all just went wow, and like just dispersed exploded, yeah. and exploded, and then I got real scared because right I was away. like, what if they all run towards me? <laughs> And so I ran far away yeah. and I got back on my bike. It was a good choice. And now I'm worried like it took me like 20 minutes to ride home on my <laughs> sure. bike. Sure. How long would it take a mass of daddy long legs to walk that same distance? I mean, probably a couple days. So like they could be coming. Yeah. They could one. be they could be in your fridge right now. Huh. Or you know, crawling up the side of your balcony? Right. Are there holes a daddy long leg can get into? into Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) No, that I I definitely know. Like when you're describing this massive daddy long legs, I I know exactly what it looks like. You've witnessed this before. So, uh, yes, because I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. My daddy long leg experience is like, oh, no, there's a daddy long leg in the corner of my ceiling. That's it. So when I was when I was a youth, uh, I was in the Boy Scouts of America. Mm. And one of the things the Boy Scouts of America often do is go to summer camp. Uh, and summer tam- camps are unique because they're longer than weekend camps. Weekend camps last the weekend. Summer camps last a week. The summer. Just a week. <laughs> but you... And each summer camp is kind of different. But one of the things that's really consistent across many of them is uh, the tents they use. Uh, they typically are... 
know if they're actually army tents, but they're definitely in the style of army tents. They're, they're, there's one frame, like big pole that goes down the middle, mm-hmm. two end poles, and it's sort of draped over that, and then use ropes to pull it out and give it shape and depth. Yeah, just a triangle shape. Uh, there, there's actually more of like a uh, pentagon, because there's a triangle, okay. and there's flat sides that okay. drop down from there. Yeah. But yeah, you know, very A-frame, sort of mm-hmm. like a single, yeah, I said. Um, and they're usually on like a wooden pallet, like a like a like a shipping pallet. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit longer; they're not square like most shipping pallets. They're tent length. Yeah, um, just made of like two by fours. Is there one person tents? Two person tents. Two person. So you okay. you can put you know two person side by side. You could put three if you really wanted to squeeze. But usually you put you have like your two cots uh with your sleeping bags on top and like the fan blowing on you because it's hot in the summer when you're sleeping uh or if you're in houston like we were for my very first summer camp when i was like 11 uh it was in houston 110 degrees every day 100 percent humidity super oh, super hot why do people live there i don't know uh, i don't even know why i camped there for a week <laughs> god uh it was surprisingly actually a lot of fun um i didn't bathe for the week and i wore the same underwear too long and i got uh some real bad chafing down there yeah uh still regret that like that was a lesson you got to learn the hard way but man did i learn it that is a young boy learning experience oh oh, it was the worst like you want to be gross or you want or you 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 don't want to do things that result in you being gross and then you learn that sometimes there's a limit to grossness yeah it was bad there's a reason why but the very first thing we did when we got there is we start picking our tents um, and usually, you know, you got a friend you're going to tent buddy up with, and you're going to have the same tent, mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out all that. And they're all pre-set up, so you go to your campground, and they're set up for you at this particular camp. And and most of the Boy Scout camps, because they leave them up the whole summer. So they have different troops coming in every week. Right. And so you just throw, a lot, throw out your bedroll and all that sort of stuff. And the first thing we notice is, uh, if you look up, well, not the first thing, but if you looked up in the top of this A-frame tent, uh, you couldn't see the top because it was full of daddy long legs mm. in the same sort of descriptive manner that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just all knotted together. Yeah. Yeah. And we would get another <clears throat> broom and like knock them out. And then you set up your, your bedroll. Yeah. And then because this is the summer um, and it's Texas and we're near a lot of water because it's a summer camp, uh, you also bring your mosquito netting. And so you have like this box frame that you that you build out of PVC pipe and you hang a mosquito netting over it so mm-hmm. that you can not get eaten by bugs the whole time. Does this go around the tent? No. It you, goes inside goes the tent. You. This goes around you. Cool. So imagine basically a box about as wide as your cot, maybe three feet taller, so you can lay down in there or maybe sit up and, you know, get dressed. Yeah. And you have that set up. And that's good for ninety nine percent of the bugs. Because most bugs are like flying, and so they can't get in the mosquito netting. That's why mosquito netting exists, so mm-hmm. you don't get bit in the middle of the night. Because if you're in Houston, it's 110 degrees everywhere. You are sleeping on a sheet, <laughs> not yeah. even under a sheet, just on top of a sheet. Right. That's all the the you can stand with the fan blowing on you. Uh, but as I've mentioned, uh, these tents were on these pallets. And one of the things that pallets are really uh, known for is having holes between the slats. That's what makes it a pallet. Yeah. Uh, And we we had, I don't know if the first year we had this, but in later years we had AstroTurf. We bought like sheets of AstroTurf that we would lay down underneath us. So you you step on it, you're not stepping directly on wood. You've got some some stuff there. Yeah. 
but I don't know that we had that the first year. And if we did, it was not big enough to cover the whole bottom of the thing. So you would wake up with daddy long legs on your face. Oh, and so now they're harmless spiders. They are not dangerous to humans. No, they're not. But you would just have to learn like, oh, got to grab this and throw it off my face. Oh, God. <laughs> and so you fall asleep at night knowing <laughs> that you're going to have some daddy long legs on you. And that's just. And they, and they would still, even if you brushed them all out, they would still congregate at the top of the tent again. That's just where they lived. Right. Because that's just their spot. They yeah. They find a spot. Yeah. They, yeah. So yeah, that's that was my first Boy Scout summer camp. God, it had good things too, I'm sure. Yeah, like the temperature and the humidity. Yeah, right. Uh, I think I got my cooking merit badge that year, and I learned how to cook grilled cheese sandwiches and spaghetti. Nice. Yeah, you put spaghetti in a sandwich. You could. Would it be a sandwich? Yes. You know, uh, I don't know that it's ever. I don't know if he's ever weighed in on it, but there is someone who would know. Uh, this who would who'd be a good resource to talk to on this whole sandwich thing? Who's that? Uh, Jeff Morrow, the Sandwich King. Uh, he's a Food Network personality, mm. and uh, he was on the very first season of Next Food Network star, uh, which he won by being the Sandwich King hmm. and making everything into sandwiches. Hmm. Uh, and he hooks other things too, but like sandwiches are his bread and butter, if you will. Is a burger a sandwich? Yes. Can you order half a hamburger? No. I guess a burger is not a sandwich. A burger is a sandwich. I think the rule oh. fails. I consider a burger a sandwich. You definitely can cut a burger in half. I don't know if I you can. Would, I wouldn't cut a burger in half in a very similar way that I wouldn't cut a hot dog in half. I would cut a burger in half. Like if you go to like a fancy restaurant, like I'd, I'd you think you get a big steak and I could cut your burger in half and eat two halves separately. That seems I've done that all the me. time. I've done that at like Hop Daddy. Huh. So I, I I don't have a problem cutting a burger in half. But you can't buy half a burger. I don't think you can. For sure you can't. Is a burger a sandwich? It definitely is a sandwich to me. Like it's like I. It, right. It has all the trappings of a sandwich. Yeah. But and but philosophically it also feels like a sandwich. to Yeah. Me. In a way that like a hot dog does not meets definitions, but does not philosophically yeah. qualify. Man. I had four hot dogs for lunch today. I feel like I need to admit <laughs> that to somebody. From where? Like where did you get four hot dogs? From my home. Okay. I bought hot dogs. Did you have I, buns? And buns. Okay. And I made four of them. Did you put like mustard? Relish? What did you put on them? Just mustard. That's a good hot dog. It's a it's a classic hot dog. Yeah. I have been known to go to Wienerschnitzel and do their five chili dogs for $5. Oh, man. God, I love a chili dog. And just eat oh. them all at once. I used to do this thing. Um, Providence has a strong hot dog scene. Good. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, and when I worked at the Apple Store in Providence, yeah. um, hot dogs were an important part of a lot of our lives. Sure. And we, I was working on the back of house team at the time, and we did a thing where we would take all of the computers in the back of the store, and once a week we would 
have a, we would have a weekly rotating computer wallpaper. Okay. And every week it would be a new picture of a hot dog. <laughs> We'd go find a picture of a just a delicious, beautiful hot dog. Yeah. Right, like ridiculously high, like professional mm-hmm. resolution photography. And we would make it this the wallpaper on every single computer in the back. That's nice. And we'd all get to enjoy uh, a new picture of a hot dog. A new picture of a hot dog once a week. Yeah, there are not enough like hot dog places in town. I don't know of a hot dog place. Like Wiener Schnitzel is the but closest that's like you're a, getting. Like that's that's like fast food, right? Yeah. 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 But I it's want, a low quality hot dog. I want like a hot dog place. Yeah. Uh, Sonic does their their extra long cheese coney, and they've got a couple other like fancy hot dogs. Now. Yeah, that and that that's less of a hot dog place and more of just like that Sonic. Yeah, and they have hot dogs. Um, I think those are fine though. But I like I just went to the grocery store and got hot dogs. Yeah, and... I'm kind of craving an extra long cheese coney right now. Mm, that does sound kind of good. Could go for a fifth hot dog today. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you wanna cook, cook us up some hot dogs? Um, <laughs> I'm out of buns. Uh, that's the classic that's the, that's problem. That's what they get you. I got two hot dogs and no buns. Yeah. But I've got a box of mac and cheese in that pantry. <laughs> you are prepared. I am prepared. Uh, speaking of, of grocery shopping, Amy and I did our grocery shopping digitally this weekend. Using uh, delivery service? Using Amazon Prime Now, specifically. Ah. Uh, so Amy's still not fully recovered. Like She's still kind of moving slow, yeah. limited energy. Uh, and we, we went out to uh, the Frisco for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been to the Frisco? No. It's a, it's a, it's a diner on Burnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want like a diner that feels like a diner and not like a like, we're making a cute 50s retro diner, but like no, like an actual place that like this is like a diner. Like people come here and sit at the counter and order lunch and have like diner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there's a shorter order cook in the back who's been doing it for 30 years or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that sort of feel. Uh, the Frisco is is and, that. And the waitress behind the counter who's going to like just be grumpy with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Frisco's absolutely that. And we go there occasionally. That sounds it's, delightful. It's great. Uh, I had their decorated eggs, which I'd never had before. Uh, but it, it's two fried eggs, uh, some beans, some spiced beans, and uh, some Nightwolf chili. Mm. I don't know what Night Wolf Chili is, but I was really happy to enjoy it. Love the sound of it. Yeah, it was real good. I also love eggs and beans. Man, that sounds great. Yeah, and I, you, you got the choice of... Throw that all on top of a hot dog. <laughs> I would oh. I would absolutely eat that. That would be amazing. Oh, yes. Uh, you also get a side of home fries or grits and a toast or a biscuit. And that's probably like $4, It right? was like $9. <laughs> but like that plus my coffee was like $11. Like that that's... was my entire meal. Okay. It, was, it was delicious. I'm going to go there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could go sit at the counter. Like, you could just go, yeah. like, sit at the counter and order a thing. Uh, I once was there and I ordered the tall stack of blueberry pancakes, uh, which is like $6 for five pancakes. Mm. Outrageous. Yeah, just go to IHOP. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, too. <laughs> That's an option. If you hate yourself. Oh, IHOP is the worst restaurant in America. Uh, Denny's? IHOP is worse than Denny's. Okay. Denny's has the Grand Slam. Which is like a thing. IHOP is just all garbage. <laughs> uh, I went to IHOP when I, at uh, prom at 3 a.m. after prom. That I feel was, like we've talked about we have, we have. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just bringing yeah, it back. Yeah, okay. Uh, we had Frisco, really good diner, like for like diner food. Yeah. Uh, and just solid. Not 24 hours, but that's okay. Oh, well. Uh, so we were at the Frisco and we were having breakfast, lunch, whatever. Uh, it was like 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was Mother's Day, so there were moms all over the place. Ah, uh, Just yes. lousy with moms. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but we were kind of talking about like what do we want to do today. We, we wanted to go see a movie because we haven't been out to like do a thing in a very long time. Uh, so we're like, let's go see Logan. It's the Dollar Theater. We'll go see that. And that we would be dead. It was really good. But we yeah. also had to like, we got to do laundry. We got to go grocery shopping. It's Sunday. We're limited in time and energy. Mm-hmm. And last time we'd gone to Sprouts, which is where you we are grocery shopping, uh, I had seen like now delivering with Amazon Prime now. Like on the door as we were leaving. And I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. They deliver Sprouts groceries? Yeah. Interesting. Like they've partnered with Sprouts. Uh, and so when you open up the Amazon Prime Now app, you can say shop Amazon or shop Sprouts. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. And so I, check that out. I was like, well, let's, let's just see what we can do with this. And so we sat there and I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And her parents are coming in this week. Uh, we're not doing a lot for dinners. Most nights we're like doing like taco soup and things like that. Mm. Um, but we sat there and like thought about what we wanted and I just kept adding it to our menu order and delivery was free uh, plus like a tip for your driver. Yeah. Uh, just like Amazon Prime now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing, and this happens with like Instacart and other things, like they get to the store and they're like, they're out of this. Do you want this to replace it? Uh, and every time it was fine, like mm-hmm. they were like, hey, there's these four things they're out of. Do you want these instead? And I said, yes. Right. Um, but those it, are the decisions you would have made. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, I don't have this. Cool. Get this. Uh, and like, as far as I can tell, like they're not upping the price. Like Instacart charges more yeah. for like whatever they're charging. A you. little bit. A little bit or a lot in some cases. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody on Reddit found like the Instacart guy accidentally left the receipt in the bag. Mm. and compared what he paid versus what they paid. It was like a 40% increase overall. Whoa. Yeah. And he wasn't really mad about it, but it was interesting to sort of see the, the difference. Um, but as far as I could tell, they were charging, like, because we shop at Sprouts all the time. So I said, like, Hamey, how much is a can of beans? He's like, eh, it's probably a little less than a buck. Yeah. 89 cents. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, if they're charging, it's not significantly more. Interesting. Um, and Sprouts is, Sprouts is a great grocery store. Yeah, we really like it. Yeah. I, um... So I use Instacart for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, use Instacart to order things from HEB mm-hmm. um, because I don't have an HEB I can get to easily. Yeah. Well, you don't have a car either. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't have a car. Yeah. So, um, but I, I use it for uh, like non-perishable things, frozen mm-hmm. things. Uh, and it's, I never see much of a price difference. There's certain like basic store brand essentials. Yeah aren't the kind of things that get the like weird price increases, yeah. but it's usually like weird name brand mm-hmm. stuff, like little one-offs here and there. Um, but for what I use it for, it works pretty well. But my problem with grocery delivery is that I don't trust someone to pick out produce for me. Yeah. Like I was, tra- I'm not that picky about my produce. Like I was, <laughs> I was trained that like walking up to, like a thing of avocados and picking the right avocado is like a very personal, like mystical experience. <laughs> like it takes an enormous amount of like trained over the years skill that I wouldn't trust with anybody. Yeah. And that's how, like I used to go grocery shopping with my mom all the time. Sure. And like, that was what my a mom process, ingrained yeah. in me. Like grocery produce is 
carefully selected. It's a spiritual experience. Yes. So like the idea of just like telling someone I want like a pound of apples yeah. and having them go grab my apples for me, it's like you're going to grab all the wrong ones. <laughs> like cuz I sit there and I like carefully select the right apples that I want. Yeah, I I look at them and I make decisions when I'm picking apples. Uh-huh. But those decisions don't mean anything. Mm, you're just I don't know what I'm deciding on. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, you're just picking them up and putting them down until enough end up in your bag. Yeah. yeah. I go, does this one seem right? Yeah. <laughs> like this, this is an avocado. This is definitely an avocado. I'm going to put that in the it's basket. It's got to look right, feel right, smell right. Yeah. I don't know what right <clears throat> means, but like, I, I just wait for the avocado to speak to me. I don't really either, but <laughs> I know the gross, the Instagram person doesn't. <laughs> you don't know that. So I use, I use uh, Instacart for uh, those kinds of things, yeah. right? Where Right, like a bag of flowers, a bag of flour. Yeah. No, you're not inspecting the bag of flour to make sure it's it's got bugs in it. Ripe. Right, right. That has bugs in it. Um. So that that is a problem because that means whenever I need produce, I go to Whole Foods <laughs> because I can walk. There. You can. You can walk there. Right. So every once in a while, I walk to Whole Foods and I grab some fruits and vegetables. Yeah, you probably pay like three bucks a banana, and I pay way too much money for them, but I don't get a ton of them. Yeah. And I eat them pretty quickly. Yeah. That's why my home never looks like it has produce. Yeah. Uh, my job has started offering like fresh produce as one of our perks. Are they going to start like housing you there? Because then I'll feel like it's starting to get creepy. <laughs> I I don't think so. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's like a little market stall that has different things like beets or some kale or some, you know, wide leaf lettuce. Because like. And you do just little paper bags. You can grab some, take them home with you. Pretty much the only things I need in life are a place to sleep, a place to get food, and a place to work. And a place to poop. And a place to... Well, that's also usually the same place as I sleep. Or work. Or I try not to do that. Don't poop where you work. That's, no. what, they, that's what they say. And if you or do... Or don't poop where you eat. Don't poop on your pillow. That's it. Because then you get, get pink eye. Um, if you are going to poop while at work, do it on the clock. Absolutely. Get paid to poop yeah although i'm salary now so i'm always getting paid to poop even when you're at home yeah yeah that must be nice you get paid to do everything a little bit yeah <laughs> you're getting paid right now yeah the offside of that is i had a guy text me on my way here and i have to like respond and deal with that but uh, yeah that stinks um yeah i mean i have a important thing to do tomorrow night for work and you're saving I'm, up a poop and i'm saving up a poop no but uh until then i'm ignoring anything that happens work-wise on that's my valid yeah. Yeah. No, I had I had to go to work slightly early today because someone, a manager, texted me on Google Chat, which I get on my phone, uh, like, "Hey, we've got some new contractors starting this morning. They'll be here at nine. Be ready." Mm. I'm like, "Could have told me that a week ago." <laughs> so I get that. I'm like, "Okay, great. See you then." Yeah. And like, I have to go get in my car like immediately and get to work. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, which I don't, I don't love, but my job is great. So it's a sacrifice for, yeah. for being salaried. Yeah, I don't have my email on my phone. Like that's my one rule: no email. Like I'll do Slack, I'll right. do GChat, because those are usually fairly immediate needs. Yep. G- email is not an immediate need. Even my personal email, I don't even have. I don't have notifications turned on. I don't have notifications on my email, but I do have it on my phone. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Um. Pooping at work. No, grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is there's things at the grocery store that I know I will impulse buy. Yeah. Namely, ice cream. Ice cream's great. Right? Ice cream's great. Um, 
But when I'm browsing Instacart, you don't look for ice cream. Well, I can say, do I want ice cream? Yes. <laughs> but am I able to resist the urge to buy ice cream? Because I know I, so I have a thing with certain foods yeah. where once it's in the house, I eat it all until it's gone <laughs> as fast as possible. No matter the size. Yeah. So you should buy like gallons of ice cream, like the big five gallon bucket of ice cream. Ice cream is one of those. Yeah. Like I'll buy like a half gallon thing of uh bluebell. Yeah. And it'll be gone in 24 hours because <laughs> I can't stop. You like bluebell? Yeah, it's great. I haven't cool. died yet. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect you to die. No, I'm just curious just because like getting an, uh, an outside of Texas person's perspective on bluebell is really fascinating. It's the best readily available grocery store ice cream I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, um, this gets to like so when I'm at Whole Foods, they don't have Bluebell. They don't have Bluebell, but I'm just at a grocery store, inundated with all the things I can buy. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can right? buy, and I have a list, and I go by the list. But then I walk by the ice cream, and I'm like, I could just buy ice cream. You right could. Now. You just buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's. And because I don't have the separation of the internet, yeah, between you just do it. Me and the thing, I just buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is unfortunate because I can get a half gallon of Bluebell for $4 or whatever. Yeah, a pint of Jenna Ben & Jerry's is 5 <laughs> At Whole Foods is 5 Yeah. Um, but it's so hard to say no. Yeah. And then I eat the whole pint of Ben & Jerry's in one sitting. Well, that's what pints of Ben & Jerry's are for. Yeah. You can't not eat a pint of Ben & Jerry's in one sitting. Well, I know people who like take days or a week to eat a pint of Ben & Jerry's. It's just like, oh, let me have a couple bites of ice cream. And they take it out of the freezer and have a couple bites of ice cream wrong right don't That's bad don't be friends with those people <laughs> i'm no longer married to that person <laughs> <laughs> good choice <laughs> um, i don't know all the details about your marriage but that was the right choice <laughs> yeah. um because no honestly like it was a problem because like i like having <laughs> having ice cream in the house between us was a problem because she'd be like i didn't get to eat any of that and i'm like well <laughs> whose fault is that you chose not to eat any in that 18 hours it was inside the home. Yeah, see, Amy and I have got this sorted out. We get the pint of Ben and Jerry's in two spoons, and we're golden. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you don't feel bad because you didn't eat the whole thing. Right. But you together consumed it all at once. Yeah, and when I finished the pint, I'm like, that was a little bit too much ice yeah. cream. You need like a pint minus three ounces. Yeah. Um, But it's so hard to say no to the ice cream when I'm at Whole Foods. Yeah. So I should, I should just get it from H-E-B when you Instacart when I Instacart but the problem is is getting ice cream from Instacart's bad because it melts a lot on the way yeah I don't, we haven't ordered ice cream yet so I don't know that but I should try I should try Sprouts yeah Prime now but the problem is is Sprouts is a lot of produce and I would want to get like my produce from there because it's great produce yeah you should get some but I don't want to try it internet delivery see how produce. bad it is they're going to bring me all the wrong vegetables <laughs> Why you gotta why you gotta body shame these vegetables? <laughs> They're not shaped right. Yeah. There's a there's a really fascinating, I think it's a John Oliver bit, um, about like how much food we waste in the country because it looks wrong. Mm. Uh like perfectly valid stuff that doesn't even get to the grocery store shelves because it doesn't really? meet this yeah. Oh, because it's like this carrot's too ugly for someone to buy, so yeah. don't even bring it to the grocery store. Yeah, and it just gets destroyed, like just hmm. wasted. Not to mention the stuff we waste at the grocery store because... And then the stuff we buy and then waste at home. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a really fascinating uh, article, essay, 
performance, whatever you call a thing on last week tonight with John Oliver. Segment. Segment. That's the word. That's what they say for TV shows yeah. like that. On on food waste. And I think about it a lot as I'm wasting food. <laughs> we'll buy like a bunch of bananas and then have like two left three weeks later and like we can't eat these bananas. Have you ever eaten every banana? I have, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's rare. I find that. So I'll buy like five bananas. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I want one banana a day. That seems reasonable. Right? Yeah. But you get two bananas before they're not worth eating anymore. Well, so I like them spotty. Like, I need my bananas to be a little spotty before I'm done with them. I like them with one brown spot. (laughs) Right? Like, the first one has shown up. And then after that, it's not appealing to me anymore. It's not appealing? I see what you did there. (laughs) It's not a banana-ing to me anymore. I don't get it. Um... But what I end up doing is uh, I'll buy five bananas because it two. feels weird to eat less or to purchase less bananas. Yeah, you than can that. though, right? You can just buy one banana, uh-huh. but I'm not going to do that. It feels wrong. I don't. I'm not going to pay fifty cents worth of bananas <laughs> at the grocery store, right? So I buy five bananas or so, and then throw three away, and then I just no, I eat way too many bananas. <laughs> Right, I'll eat like three bananas one day and two bananas the next yeah. just so that I don't waste them. Well, that's them. good. I'm going to go home and eat a banana tonight. That's definitely going to happen. Mm. But I also, like, I don't have the patience to wait until they're banana bread ready. Yeah. Because there's a large segment of time between when Jesse doesn't want to eat anymore and before I want to put it in banana bread. Yeah. And it's, they smell real weird and you get little fruit flies. Yeah. And, We've been, uh, I've, I've told you about this. Uh, you gotta, you gotta freeze them and make banana ice cream. Mm, you have told me about this. Yeah. That did sound good. Uh, so you freeze them like even, you could even just, just past ripeness, like, yeah. you know, two spots. Um, and then you throw them in your food process with a little bit of milk and it's a uh, real good soft serve banana ice cream. That sounds great. We need a food processor. You would need a food processor. Should I get a food processor or a DVD player? Uh, honestly get a food processor <laughs> yeah like that's not a question what's the most essential item i need in my home i have a home with with oh, with like man. essential things missing that is a good question food processors high on the list in my opinion and i would take a food processor i think food processors are really important before a stand mixer yeah because i also am a person who enjoys needing things by yeah hand. uh I, I a food processor does a thing you cannot do without a food processor right uh, and I think that's that's a key like in like necessity like, of like I can make some cookie dough. By yeah, hands. you can do it. It's not fun. It's not great, but you can do it. Yeah, uh, you cannot process a food. Right. You cannot. It's very difficult to make a pie crust without a food processor. Yeah, or breadcrumbs. Like we yeah. don't buy breadcrumbs anymore. We just process them. Toast some bread and throw it in there. Like it's it's great. Uh, it's also great for shredding cheese. Uh, you don't have a pressure cooker. I really want mm. a pressure cooker. That's soon, that's on my soon to buy list. That's not, I wouldn't consider that like essential. No, it's not. But you it's know, definitely on the thing I want list. You know what I'm gonna say before food processor? Yeah, toaster, toaster oven. Yes, toaster yeah. oven. Yeah, it's funny. We've stopped using our toaster oven. How do you toast? Uh, the oven, just like the broil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, like that's a lot of energy. It is. You're it like is absolutely a lot of energy. Oven. We sacrificed the energy uh, for counter space because mm. a toaster oven takes up a pretty significant amount of counter space. True, true. And if you have an oven, do you really need another oven? 
you already have a thing that does what an oven can do. And you can toast bread two ways. You can do it at stovetop or in your broiler. See, I often just, uh, I'll throw bread on my cast iron. Yeah, like, that's a my great cast way iron, to toast bread. Right, so like classic breakfast, uh, bre- I make a breakfast sandwich yeah. with bread and I want to toast the bread. Yeah. So I put the bread on the cast iron while yeah. the cast iron's heating up for the egg. Perfect. And then by the time it's hot enough for the egg, I take the bread off. It's nice and toasted. And then yeah. there you go. So yeah, a toaster oven, you, you've got a thing that does that already. Yeah, but I'd really like a toaster oven. But we're talking about like, what do you need most? Food processors is up there. You've got a bed. That's important. I don't have a bed. I have a you mattress. You have a mattress. Uh, Honestly, I think I need a new couch. I still think that's probably the yeah, most important I thing. Yeah, I think you, I definitely think you need a new couch. Although it was funny listening to the latest episode of Project Unicorn where Vanessa was talking about sleeping on the floor of her new home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she threw like a, like a mattress pad yeah. on her floor. Did she have a, did she get a house? She got a, like a condo thing. Okay. Like she's renting a, it's like, but it's like a two-story. Oh, cool! Thing, so it's yeah. house-like. I'm glad she finally moved out of her previous location. Yes, that needed to happen. Yeah, I need to hang out with Vanessa more. Like that's what I realized listening to that thing earlier. Yeah, <laughs> was like I need to be more friend with Vanessa. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go visit her place because okay, number one thing I need in my home that yeah. I can't actually add to this home. Yeah, gas range. Ooh. Vanessa has a gas range. Oh. So when's the party at Vanessa's house? Yeah, I told her she needs to invite me over just so I can fry an egg. Yeah, when she invites you over, invite me over. <laughs> you want to fry an egg with me on her gas range? Yes. I, that is, honestly, that is the um, thing I desire the most in a place to live. Is a gas range? Is a gas range. Yeah. Like, I will sacrifice a lot for a gas range. So I would, I, I understand that. The thing I want the most in an apartment, uh, well, so for the two things. One is slightly more than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the absolute most is a dishwasher. You want mine? Mine's literally unplugged. <laughs> you wash one dish a day. Almost. We Our dishwasher is never empty. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that works, but we fill it, we empty it, and then we fill it again. There's always something to put in it as soon as it's empty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second that we don't have right now, but I really want is a washer and dryer. Mm. Where do you do laundry? Do you have like, a we have a, we site? have a place on site. Yeah. That charges like a buck 50 a load. See, like I have a, I have a washer dryer here. Yeah. Um, I would lose my washer and dryer for a gas range. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would not. I would, I would take it, but I grew up with electric. So I've only ever like fleetingly experienced gas. I know oh, it's amazing, okay. but I've always le- lived with electric, so I was never like conditioned on I, it. I had gas for 22, 23 years. Yeah, that's more difficult. And man, it just, it it's a really hard to explain how like, um, like you put a pan on and you turn the gas on and the pan's hot <laughs> right away. And then you turn the gas down and it's immediately the correct temperature. Yeah. Like the, the, te- the temperature of the pan Im- immediately corresponds to the <laughs> intensity of the gas. Sure. Instead of like waiting five minutes for it to slowly turn down or to yeah. slowly turn up. I get you. Uh, yeah. I, I lived without a dishwasher for two years in Ohio and mm-hmm. I was miserable. Like that was just not acceptable. And Amy was the same way. And like, that was one of our mandates when we were getting an apartment. Had to have a dishwasher. Had to have a dishwasher. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was higher than the other things we wanted, like 
uh, washer dryer in the in apartment. I really wanted a balcony. Like, mm. uh, I, I really wanted like a space to go like sit outdoors. Yeah. That have to be like my space mm-hmm. or our space. We didn't get that. I had a balcony in my last place and I had like strung a hammock on it and it was like my favorite yeah. spot. I like it. I, I like if we leave Austin, which we will eventually like we'll try and find a job for Amy in the next year or two, probably next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that's that's again high on the list is like I really want like a balcony space if we don't end up like renting a house or something which where I could just yeah like, or sit just outside. like a yard yeah. yeah but if it's an apartment like, yeah I don't like yards because yards require maintenance <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah but like a, a space they require maintenance if you don't want to be the crazy person on the street I mean I'm okay being the crazy person <laughs> on the street that's my street had a crazy person who didn't ever mow their lawn and then their yard turned into a forest <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah it was they were pretty awesome um yeah dish, I don't know dishwashers are like yeah did you have one at your old place we did like when I lived with Jen we yeah. had a dishwasher but like I always just like Wash your dishes. Wash the dishes. Like That's we good. use it sometimes. Yeah. But like, I don't know. And I, I totally get that. Like I'm one person right now yeah. and it's very easy to not have a dishwasher. Yeah. Cause I like eat dinner and I wash a plate, a fork and a knife. Yeah. But yeah, we're just, we, that's, that's just one of those things that we just have always. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you, you make dinner, you've gotten six things dirty. Right, like I made a big dinner a couple nights ago and had like three pans and you know, like a bunch of like a yeah. bunch of dishes dirty, bowls and everything. And it took me 25 minutes yeah. to like wash and dry the dishes. But I also love how much counter space you have even for your tiny apartment. Yeah, I have the You've giant got ones. you've got more counter space than we do by far. Yeah, your kitchen is pretty small. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I would want like if I was in your apartment, I would want more overhead lighting. Really? Yeah. I like overhead lighting. So like a tall lamp, like one of those big floor lamps mm. you buy for Walmart at $10. Mm-hmm. The one that everybody has. Yes. <laughs> like I I really like overhead lighting more so than sort of the mood accent lighting you've got in here. Yeah. Like you've got your track lighting, which is not bad, mm-hmm. but uh, I would put a lamp like by your TV. See, I, I literally never turn that one on. I know you don't. Use that one. It's this one. And it's the lamp above my couch. Yeah. And then it's the little... The lamp above your couch is probably pretty nice if it's significantly bright. It's not. Oh, I don't like it then. See, I don't uh, I don't like lights. Yeah. Like, I have it turned on so that you can see stuff. I do like to see stuff. I was really surprised at how dark it was when you turned off the light just a second yeah, ago. Right? It's... Like, this is surprisingly dark. Like, I can see you because of your computer monitor. Yeah. Uh, and there's a little light on the ceiling coming from your microphone. This is fun. We should podcast like this. Uh, we can podcast like this. What if we podcast like this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a rave. Yeah, I like. Uh, I love. So I like light. I like when it's sunlight. Yeah. Like I keep my curtains open almost all the time, and I let the sunlight come in, and mm-hmm. it's great. But then when it's nighttime and the sun is set. I only want enough light to be able to do exactly what I need to do. Yeah. I don't want everything to be illuminated. I don't know. I'm just, isn't isn't eh. that a book? Everything is illuminated? Probably. Cool. All the lights are on. That's the title. There you of my go. Book. It's a good book. All the lights are on. All the lights are on. Um, no, I just like turn the lights off. If yeah. I need to, if I want to read, I'll turn on a light so I can read. Yeah. That's it. I read out of my Kindle Paperwhite, which illuminates itself. It's pretty great. I mean, I read real books too, but. I only read real books. Yeah, you would. I only read real books. I only listen to vinyl. 
I only yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you don't have a record player. Really? Yeah. I'm anti record player. I mean you're anti stuff, <laughs> but I'm also surprised you don't have a record player. No, I'm anti record player as a as a uh activity. Yeah. Well you also we format. we've talked about like you don't care about vinyl as a format. Yeah, because it's bad. Yeah. Like but I get it if you like the experience of putting, putting a record a, on putting a needle on a thing and yeah. blah blah blah. But I'd rather listen to music in a way that makes it sound good. Sure. But I'm still surprised you don't have a record player. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think we've decided gas range. That was, that was almost a good burp. Gas range. Gas range. <laughs> uh, gas range, food processor, DVD player. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know uh, maybe if I get a DVD, pl- I'll get a I'll get a record player when I get a DVD player, so I can enjoy <laughs> antique media formats. <laughs> you get a laserdisc player. You got a wax cylinder recorder. Yeah, it's not really good if you haven't listened to it on rack, rack cylinder, rack cylinder <laughs> on the Lorax cylinder. Yeah. Uh, Robert has a laserdisc player. Does, does he have a Star Wars pressing on laserdisc? It's the best pressing. He has it? Of course he does. Oh, my God. Of course he does. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. Those must be hard to come by, right? Yeah. But it's it's like it's pre-special edition. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm familiar with the, yeah. Yeah, the version history. Yeah, That's, you watch 30 minutes, you flip the disc over. You watch 30 minutes, you put in a new disc. <laughs> That's the, it's the right one to own. Yeah. Yeah, of course he has that. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised because, like, they're so hard to come by. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, he and I want to start a new YouTube show. Uh, is this the uh, time lapse? Yeah, has he told you about game? it? Have I told you about you, it? You mentioned it to me okay, last time, cool. I think. Yeah, yeah, you want to do like tabletop game time yeah, lapses? Yeah, we need to do it. We still need to do it. That sounds like a really great idea. I think it's neat. Yeah. Have you watched movies with Mikey lately? Uh, I have. I've been watching all of them. Yeah? Yeah. It started not appealing to me. So, well, there's two things that happened. You know, he got like super sick, right? Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, so I'm I've been following his like the journey of his illness, and he's so recovering. The last couple I've been less interested in. The, I watched The Emperor's New Groove today, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't. That movie isn't really a thing to me, so I wasn't interested in watching it right away. Well, so I was interested in because it was all about the con. It, it's it is all about the context of The Emperor's New Groove and sort of like when it came out. Okay. Um, which is to say it came out like as Disney 2D animation was dying. Yeah. Didn't Disney went and like through project at their sub studio while their new one worked on while their main one worked on like 3D. Like, well, so basically, and he, he, he mentions home on the range repeatedly, uh, which was Disney's last animated feature mm-hmm. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like they did for five, like they did home on the range, a movie about cows starring Rosie O'Donnell with, uh, <clears throat> Anything else that you want to throw at that is probably out. <laughs> but that was the last Disney animated feature, and they shut the studio down hmm. for five years. They brought it back. They made Princess and the Frog, and they have not made a 2D animated film since. And that was uh-huh. eight years ago. Uh, and so the movie, the Movies with Mikey episode is very much sort of about – because this – because. Uh, Emperor's New Groove came out and then like two more movies came out and then Home on the Range. Mm-hmm. Like that's how close to the end we are and sort of talking about like how, like what is that, you know, what is it like to make a movie in that time? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he does touch on like the cultural appropriation of a bunch of white dudes making this movie where we kind of use Inca culture, kind of, but mostly it's just uh, it's set dressing and it's cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a really funny movie. And it's very slapstick. And it failed. Like, it did not make enough money in now theaters. It's a, now it's a, cult, it's a cult classic, yeah. but that Disney ain't banking on cult classics. Right. Um, and it made some money, but not nearly enough. Yeah. And despite the fact that it's a really good movie, it's also very weird and experimental, but it came out of trying to replicate the success of Lion King. Mm. Um, and he briefly mentioned at the beginning uh, an amazing documentary called Sweatbox, or I think it's The Sweatbox which is a documentary made about the failure to make the movie that became Emperor's New Groove, hmm. uh, which originally started out as a movie called like the new kingdom of the new sun. Okay. Uh, and it was meant to be akin to the lion King, sort of what the lion King did for like Africa. It was going to do for South America and the ancient In- Inca people and be kind of a story of the prince and the pauper and learning, you know, what it means to be rich or poor or whatever. Right. Um, and very lavish set, you know, very lavish animation, very big story. Uh, and it was going to be scored by Sting. Hmm. Um, much like Elton John did The Lion King. Yeah. And sort of that that similar thing. But they were very much making a movie to steal all of the parts that were that they thought were successful of the Lion King and try and make another movie. Right. Uh, and they brought on Sting's wife, who is a documentarian, to make a documentary about the making of this movie. Interesting. And, like, so she was there, like, as it was all falling apart. Uh, and you can't get this movie. Like, it's not available. It was never released. Right. There are work prints available if you know really deep where to look on the internet. Hmm. I have a copy if you want to watch it. Um, and so, the, and they basically did this super hard pivot in the middle of production and made the movie that is The Emperor's New Groove. Um, That's quite the pivot. It absolutely is. Uh, and I don't love The Emperor's New Groove. It's fine. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's funny. It succeeds at what it's doing surprisingly well considering the, the tumultuous conception and creation thereof. Right. Um, but so he's sort of looking at sort of in the context of like, hey, this these great things that we love, sort of you know, the idea of Disney and Disney 2D animation as this great, amazing studio, like it eventually ends. Yeah. Um, so- I, I remember reading uh, a story about like, uh, I don't know enough about Disney to be able to like rattle off the, the sequence of movies, but like yeah. Disney 2D animated stuff like kind of had its the end of its high point with like the lion king and that like the yeah the lion king was the was would was arguably the beginning of the end of the second golden age of disney right there was, animation. like the the 90s era like golden age of yeah, disney starting with like uh little mermaid going to like lion king beauty and the beast right yeah so that all that happened and then 3d animation started becoming a thing mm-hmm. cuz like man I can't believe I still can't believe how old Toy Story is. Yeah, Toy Story is really old. Ninety seven, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be twenty years. Yeah. Um, I think Toy Story was the first movie I saw in theater. First movie I remember seeing in theaters. Oh wow. Um, You're a baby. Yeah. Um, uh, Little Mermaid is the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. Mm, but uh, 
So 3D animation was like obviously going to become a thing. Mm -hmm. And so Disney took its primary studio and said, hey, start figuring out 3D animation. Yeah. And for the long time it's going to take you to do that, we're going to throw all of our 2D animation production for the next couple of years to our like secondary studio. I believe that. Yeah. Right. And then that's what produced all of the weird Mm -hmm. Disney animated movies like Emperor's New Groove, Hercules, Hercules, uh, El Dorado. Yeah. um, Titan AE. Yeah. That like couple years of the weird ones and their last ones. Yeah. And then Disney released their first 3D animated movie, mm-hmm. which was something. Was it uh, Meet the Robinsons? I don't know. Yeah, but, okay. at, at, you know, after a couple of years, they yeah. started coming out with their 3D animated, animated movies, and those were their premiere movies. Yeah. And they shut down their secondary studio and fired everybody. Yeah. And then all those people went to DreamWorks. <laughs> and that's why DreamWorks has, like... Bad movies? Well, ha- no, has been making the... The some, weird movies. some bad some movies, them, but yeah. like a lot of their movies are pretty good, but they all have that weird quality. That's fair. That yeah. like New Groove and El Dorado and yeah. stuff have. Like, yeah, it's it's why like a lot of the same people love that era of Disney mm-hmm. and this era of DreamWorks because hmm. it they it's just all the same creators. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, there is a, a an officially released documentary that's really fascinating called Waking Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about the the period between Disney's first golden age and their second golden age. Mm-hmm. So from like Sleeping Beauty to Little Mermaid, yeah, and sort of the difficulties they had in like making great films in that time frame, yeah. Uh, and it's fascinating because it's all like archival video, but like people were shooting like tons of like home video footage of like the animators and stuff at the time. Hmm. Um, that's what makes up the most of that with like voiceover from mm. like interviews about it it's really it's a really good documentary yeah it's not as good as the sweat box the sweat box is real real good but now like disney now is in like kind of another golden age but like their first 3d animated mm-hmm. golden age where like yeah. i mean as much as frozen is exhausting mm-hmm. like frozen's a pretty good movie yeah moana is a fantastic like, film yeah but I, I still haven't seen it but moana is incredible yeah. uh they did did they do Big Hero Six? Yeah, Big Hero Six was Big real Hero good. Six was really good. Uh, Tangled Re- was real good. What? What was Tangled? Tangled. Uh, yeah. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, like they're making a lot of really good 3D animated stuff. Right, but and, and like it almost took them a couple, like a yeah. little bit, and now yeah, well, because they had like Meet the Robinsons, yeah. which you don't remember, but so it, it must have been pretty. It bad. involved a. I'm not making this up. A bowler hat that gave a T Rex more intelligence and or mind control. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Kind of it wasn't actually a bad film, but it was it was not great. But it's weird that like, I mean, Pixar had a uh, like uninterrupted golden age for a very long time. Absolutely. And now they're kind of yeah, like Good Dinosaur is kind of like eh, right? Or uh, like they're yeah. It's an impossible expectation, but not every single one of their movies is a masterpiece. Yes. Right? Yeah. And for a long time, all they made were masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but like they're waning and then Disney's own animation. Like yeah. Animation they're bringing a lot back. Is bringing up, is, you know, picking up the, picking up the yeah. slack. But I also like, I miss 2D animation. Who's doing it anymore? Uh, not like big studios. Yeah. Uh, the, so I think, because the Oscars got 
thing. Yeah, like there's like small indie things that are doing yeah. 2D animation. Or like there's a lot of isn't there a lot of like stop motion stop happening lately? Really big. Well, it's from one studio, which oh, is, is Leica. So they did Kubo and the Two Strings, Paranorman, uh the box trolls, yeah. Coraline, like all of that That's came out of one studio. studio. Yeah. Do they only do stop motion? Yes. Yeah, that was uh, Leica. Uh, winners and nominees, 2017, Oscars, uh, Best Picture, Best Director, Actor, Actress. I'm looking for animated. Didn't Zootopia Yeah, Zootopia win? won. Zootopia, Moana, My Life is a Zucchini, which I don't remember, and The Red Turtle. The Red Turtle was a 2D animated film. Hmm. Um, yeah, Miyazaki, like Studio Ghibli, like they're doing 2D animated. Right. But they've also got their very particular aesthetic that's, and style. And that's... it's They're doing less 2D animated movies and Miyazaki animated movies. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, still all really good. Like, what yeah. they're making is, is good. But, like, I would I would love another Disney 2D animated film. So there is a very small portion of Moana that is 2D animated or it looks like it's 2D animated. It's like some special sequence. Yeah, there's yeah. it's it's a song that that um the Moana and Maui the main characters are not 2D animated but everything else very much looks like it. Yeah, that sounds uh, cool. And he's also got a tattoo that is animated and in a way that looks 2D. Like huh. it is intentionally like as if a tattoo has come to life. That's cool. Uh, and it's and it's a it's beautiful and I don't think it was hand drawn, but it might have been and mm. it was close enough that I believe it either way. Right. Um, I'm like, man, I want I want more 2D hand animated stuff. That's why I got really excited when we were talking about uh, the Thief and the Cobbler a mm. few weeks ago. Like, cause I like I would love to like discover new 2D animated films that I have missed. And there's yeah. still like a million of them out there because I've seen a fraction of Miyazaki. I've seen a fraction, really, of the Disney canon. I've seen like the most. Yeah, but I, uh, like the works of uh, the guy who left Disney and went to go make his own studio. I don't know. Uh, he did like Secret of Nim. Um, hmm. Couldn't tell you his name. That's yeah, okay. He did he did a bunch of stuff. Like he did like Fox and the Hound, and then like left Disney to go do his own stuff. Hmm. Um, but like, there's there's a lot of good 2D animated stuff out there, and there's a lot of like stuff that I can still watch. But like the fact that nobody's like nobody like Disney is making it anymore. Well, or like practically, like you don't have classes of people graduating art school in making yeah the anime you yeah. know what i mean like th- that you had lots of people doing that who could who disney could hire because that's what, what they were making you learned and what they were making yeah you don't you go to art school and you learn 3d animation if you're learning animation it's probably 3d animation right because yeah. that's what people hire for jobs you know it's yeah just, it's what's popular it's just a different world but Eventually, we'll yeah. be doing 4D and there's, animation. Ooh. I mean, aren't we already in 4D because there's time? What? Uh, just by being animated, it's in the fourth dimension. Okay, time's not real. Yeah. It's not the real fourth dimension. Pain's not real. Pain's not... <laughs> time's not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I want some new 2D animated stuff. And, there's, and to be fair, there's a lot of 2D animated TV that's doing incredibly well. Uh, oh yeah, good it's, point. It's not always visually arresting the way some of the great Disney animated films are like just beautiful to look at. Well, because it's a, the same uh, live action TV versus movies yeah. is the same thing. Yeah. You just have production costs. Yeah. It's a different thing. Um, but I mean, apparently the new season of Samurai Jack's really good. I haven't watched it. I'm very excited to watch that eventually. Yeah, yeah. Don't pretend like you want to watch TV, Jesse. Speaking of like, and speaking of like interesting 2D animation, uh, yeah. I forget the guy's name. Chendi Tarnorovsky. Yeah, he has a, 
strange name. Uh, his 2D animation is brilliant. Yeah, it's incredible, and it's similarly, uh, uniquely styled the way like Miyazaki is. Yeah, like you, yeah, look you at can Miyazaki, see it. Uh, look stuff. at Miyazaki, and it's his. You yeah. look at this guy's, and it's Jendi Tart. Jendi Tart. Tartar sauce. Steak tartar. <laughs> um. Yeah, you look at his stuff and like, and it's it was so visually arresting that he did the Clone Wars 2D animated series. Oh yeah, and they stole his entire style to make the Clone Wars CV, uh, 3D animated series. Yeah, like that's how like visually powerful it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's lots of really good TV and stuff like Adventure Time, uh, Steven yep. Universe, like all of that is is very. Why is that? Why is there that difference? Why why can 2D animation thrive on television and not, not in movies? Man, that's a fantastic question. Because uh, it, it's still... They must be doing digital 2D animation. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, no one's hand-drawing Adventure Time. Not that I know of, yeah. I mean, well, that was, uh, like... Adult Swim got into the, the digital animation, like, very early on. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of early Adult Swim shows look terrible. And really embraced how cheap it is to yeah. do. Yeah, so I... And DVDs I've been ripping recently. I ripped uh, C-Lab 2021, seasons one and two. Okay, there is some funny stuff in season those are 2021. Some, those are, it's a great show. Yeah. And I love, so I love the fact that there is a direct line between C-Lab 2021 and Archer, which is many people's like favorite animated TV show on right now. I didn't know there was a connection. It's the same creators. Oh. So they did C-Lab 2021 using like actual footage from C-Lab, like the original C-Lab. Right. Um, and they started doing like their own characters using the same technology and stuff that they've built in a show called uh, Frisky Dingo, which is an amazing <laughs> show. Great title. Yeah, it's it, it's an amazing show, uh, and then that led to Archer, mm-hmm. which was is is arguably their masterpiece. Like it's an amazing TV show, and like I constantly hear is like the funniest show on television. Yeah, people love it. I I like Archer, and I'm middling on uh, the other very popular TV show that hits the same demographic, Rick and Morty. Uh like I'm okay on Rick and Morty. It's got a lot of good stuff, but it's also a little bit overindulgent. Mm. I think Archer is pitch perfect 100% of the time. I've never seen either one. Yeah, watch Archer. I mean, once you've finished everything else you're not watching. <laughs> uh, Archer's really good. The uh, great thing about my uh, not watching television quickly yeah. enough is that as... So my list grows... Geometrically. Yeah, like uh, I am not watching things fast enough for my list. Absolutely. My list's growth. Yeah. Which means um, it will be massive by the time I die. Yeah. But what that enables me to do is have the time to weed out everything but the absolute best. Yeah. So I will eventually, like, Archer will go on the list. Archer... Archer, I think, is one of the absolute and best. And in 10 years, when I get to Archer on the yeah. list, I get to decide, is Archer considered one of the greats of television comedy? I think so. And it probably will be. It yeah, like, like I, it, I think it, is, it has done enough, like, absolutely just amazing things. Right, like, or was it just a funny show that was yeah. on for a while? Rick and Morty. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, uh, what I'm trying to say is I... You're never going to watch TV again. I'm never going to watch all the shows you want me to watch. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> obvious. <laughs> No, but okay, no, but seriously, like I have a list and I watch through things on the list in order. Yeah, but you can't repeat things you've already watched. <laughs> no, you can. You can reinsert <laughs> into the list every once in a while. Like I, that's all you've done. When I'm done with Thirty Rock, I'm gonna rewatch Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> 
No, no, but seriously, don't do that. I'm like, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna have an aneurysm. You're gonna have a vein here. It's just gonna pop. I'm good on Battlestar for another <laughs> three years at yeah. least. And this watching of Thirty Rock will get me another week, another, another yeah, and, six months. And, and how far are you into Thirty Rock right now? Season four. Okay, out of six, seven, seven. Oh yeah, I'm like halfway through season four. Yeah, you should put The Simpsons on your list when it's finished. <laughs> Uh, so the, if if it turns out it's good, <laughs> I'm gonna play the wait and see game on The Simpsons. <laughs> this is the most preposterous thing, yeah. right? Uh, it is about to um, break the last TV record, which is um, uh, well, not maybe probably not the last because there's like super obscure things like the today show but uh most oh. episodes so it's about to hit most episodes for a scripted primetime tv show be? gunsmoke gunsmoke yeah really so gunsmoke was not on for as many years simpsons beat that a few years ago but they did longer seasons they did like 38 episodes a season oh my god yeah uh so the simpsons like in the next year or so they're gonna beat gunsmoke's rec- record what about like soap operas not prime time. So that's the okay. the exception. Like that's again there's there's technically always more records but like Simpsons is it's, is it's expanding expanding its, its categories, categories yeah. of things that it's in because it it was, you know, uh longest running animation, then longest running primetime show, then most episodes like so it's it's right. like gathering more and more records right. that honestly I don't ever see being broken. Like I in the in the TV landscape that we have now, right. I don't see a show ever matching The Simpsons. Well, like let's let's assume it's already started. To mm-hmm. is there anything that you foresee going that long? No, I mean, like it's always sunny is ending, right? Uh, not officially. Okay, so that's they've it's it's been left open. Okay, but like um, they're obviously... like Big Bang Theory's got it renewed for another, another two seasons. Oh, God, uh, this is not this is us. Uh, Modern Family got renewed for another like two seasons. Yeah, but like Modern Family's not going to run for twenty something years. No, no, none of those shows are going to last for twenty something years. And, and in a way, like it would have to be animated, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't have you can't watch actors. Age I mean, Gunsmoke was on for like eighteen. Yeah. Um. What about like? Like none of the current like Bob's Burgers, I would love to last twenty three years, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, not a chance. Because that that's the kind of thing people do is it's like a, a career project. Yeah, or you do it for a couple of years. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, yeah, the The Simpsons is going to hit thirty years very yeah, soon. There's never there's never going to be another show no. that does that. And even like uh, even the outside category things that it's mm-hmm. approaching records for, like yeah, um, like late night talk yeah. shows and stuff, like yeah. There's not going to be a new late night talk show that ends up lasting that long. No, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, I mean, you've got like the Tonight Show that's been on forever, and they just right. keep changing the host, and it's still technically the Tonight Show, but right. you're not going to have the same show, the same cast, the same like characters. Right. But is is the Simpsons ever going to get to like what sixty or whatever years the Tonight Show has been on? It might. If a show is going to, it's it's going to be the right. Simpsons. Right. But also, like, is the Tonight Show ever not gonna exist? Are they ever just not gonna get a new host? Probably not. Right. So there's there's yeah. certain things that it won't be. But I could see it like 
eventually soap operas end, right? Yeah. Yeah, the longest-running soap opera was, uh, that's, that has ended or that is still on, I think, was like 50-something years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, The Simpsons isn't going to surpass that in episodes because they do five a week. Right. Um, right. So, like, things like that. Or, you know, if you look at, like, franchises, like, the Law & Order has had over a 1,000 episodes across all of its franchises. Sure. Yep. Um, the Simpsons doesn't even have any spinoffs. Like, how how amazing is it? You've had that last, you've lasted 30 years and has no spinoffs. It's hard to do that. Yeah. People want to spin everything off. Yeah. What about that show that everyone complains hasn't ended yet on Tumblr? Supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's at, like season 12. What if Supernatural never ends? I sold Jared Padalecki a printer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And a new Mac. I've seen him. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a nice guy. He's tall and handsome. He certainly is. That's why he's on television. Yeah. And that's why we're on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we may be tall, but uh, that's about it. Hmm. <laughs> No Jared Padalecki. I don't, I don't have Jared Padalecki's looks. Yeah. He's dreamy. So dreamy. Yeah, Supernatural needs to end. I should watch end. Gilmore Girls again. <laughs> have you watched the new one? The new yeah, Gilmore Girls? I did. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, it was very Gilmore Girls-y. Yeah. Uh, someone uh, I work with pointed out that, like, I didn't like the new Gilmore Girls because I hated Rory. She's just such, you know, an entitled brat. I'm like, spoiler, she was always that. She always was. She You're just, just older and you see it now. Yeah. <laughs> and Rory's character wasn't old enough to act on it yeah. in a lot of ways. You just identify with Rory now because you're closer to her age than you are to Rory's. <laughs> yep. Also in my head canon, Rory is still like in her mid-20s, not like 30-something like she was in the actual show. Right. It was much closer to her actual graduation. Right. Um. Yeah, that was interesting when I watched the when I watched the new season... Yeah, I identify way more with Lorelai than I did with Lorelai. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting. Hmm. Television, television. Yeah, no, nothing will beat The Simpsons no. ever, and they're still pretty good. Like I still watch new episodes of The Simpsons, and it's like it still works. You know what could beat The Simpsons? Us. Yeah, we let's could do, do it. Let's do more episodes than The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to set a goal. <laughs> Could have something to reach for. I mean, there's podcasts that do like daily episodes. Yeah, that feels like they're cheating. That absolutely does. Let's do more weekly episodes than, than the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Man, how many episodes have they done? How good they've would done that, like 600? Episodes. How good would it feel to be like 70 and like and still doing this release an episode <laughs> and and like have surpassed the Simpsons at that time and be like, "Fuck you, the Simpsons." It would feel great. Unprepared has more episodes <laughs> than you. <laughs> And meanwhile, our grandkids are like, shut up, grandpa. And we'll have gotten to 2,000 downloads <laughs> by then. Grandpa, nobody knows what a podcast is. They're called netcasts now. <laughs> also, they're beamed directly into your brain Leo, as thought patterns. Nobody Leo talks. Laporte finally caught on. <laughs> Leo Laporte, our new god. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I like The Simpsons. You should watch The Simpsons. You should watch all of The Simpsons. Honestly, like, I would love to. <laughs> but, like, that's a significant, significant undertaking. You don't have to watch them all at once. But I do have to watch them all in a row. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> Wait, no. What if I watch them all at once? Somebody... I think did just that. overlay. I think someone did like a video that was like 40 Simpsons episodes playing simultaneously. 
There's more than 40 episodes. There are. Though. There are more than 40 episodes. But you could. You could do that and say you have watched all of The Simpsons. Or just get a bunch of little screens. Yeah. And how? I mean, there's a thousand episodes or whatever. Uh, it's like 600. 600 screens. And I'll just watch all of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's more than 600 because I remember the 600th episode. And that was a couple of years ago. Watch all the Simpsons. I should do that. Uh, here's what you should do. You should just watch one episode of The Simpsons between each other TV show you watch. So like you finish 30 <laughs> Rock, watch one episode of The Simpsons. Mm. That's kind of like what I'm doing with my uh, reading. I'm yeah. like I'm reading a book in between each Harry Potter book. That's good. Yeah. I'm not I'm not waiting a year in between each Harry Potter book. <laughs> Although I, I do love like I would have loved to have done that. Yeah. It would have been a fun experiment. Yeah, but no too impatient yeah they're great books i'm excited they're really good books yeah 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 uh man i i i do rail on you for not watching enough tv but uh there's a lot of good tv out there there's uh, there's too much good tv yeah Uh, some would say it's the amount of peak tv we've reached Mm. that's a popular phrase among the tv critics kind of like peak oil but for peak tv Mm. Uh, i wonder if i could eat all the oil before i watch all the television why why would you eat all the oil? Drink it? I don't know. What do you do with oil? Burn it? Hmm. No, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Although speaking of burning things, uh, this is not something I meant to think of, but it's something I saw earlier. There's a competition every year called 200 Word RPGs. Okay. Uh, so you, you're familiar vaguely with the idea of an RPG in like the Dungeons and Dragons sort of sense. Yeah. A bunch of nerds sit around a table and tell a story. Yes. So there's a competition that... Uh, is the 200-word RPG challenge uh, to write the rule set for a new RPG with less than 200 words. That's not a lot of words. It's not, but it's a fascinating thing. And it, I love little weird RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my favorite thing. Okay. Uh, like, in the RPG world. Because, you know, I play Fiasco and, and love Fiasco as a weird little RPG. Right. But these are weirder and littler, and that <laughs> makes it even better. Um, but I want to read this. Uh, this is an RPG. This is actually one of the three winners from this year's RPG, 200-word RPG challenge. Uh, it's called Memories, and it's by someone named Santiago Eximeno. And I can read it all to you because it's 200 words long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are elderly people in a nursing home. No one comes to see you anymore. You want to talk with others. Tell them about your life, your dreams, and your memories. Sit around a table. Get nine matches and an ashtray. Cut a paper sheet in nine pieces and write a word in each piece. The words, these words are the topics of your conversation. Child, love, spouse, work, friend, game, travel, grandchild, home. One of you takes a piece of paper and begins to talk about a topic in it. While speaking, he lights a match and sets fire to the paper in the ashtray. All of you talk about the proposed topic until the paper is consumed. Then a new elder takes another piece of paper and proceeds in the same way, but all of you have forgotten your memories related to the previous topic. Oh, that's good. You cannot use them in the new conversation. If the memories are necessary, for example, you must have a child in order to have a grandchild, you must justify it in another way. Finish when the nine pieces of paper have been burned, and with them, all your memories. Whoa. That's so good. Right? 
even just just that as its own little thing like regard not even yeah playing not even the playing game, it but just, just ignoring it exists to thinking that yeah man i love little games like that like that's that's play that i i would love to huh yeah that's really cool yeah i played your uh sick game yeah what'd yeah. you think it was fun yeah good like i i, I distinctly remember like the uh, there's a you know the couple decisions in there i was like ooh what what do i, I do, do? Like, <laughs> cuz there there's definitely one of the fights is like do you get out of bed or not yeah right and that's like man when you're sick and you feel that urge to vomit that's like the greatest conundrum in the world is like yeah. do i force myself out of bed in that discomfort yeah or do i wait until it's already coming out yeah like, my favorite was uh, trash can or toilet trash can <laughs> <laughs> always try the toilet yeah Always a game. Toilet. Yeah, I love. I mean, that's that's been things just, just bouncing around my head all day, game, like yeah. the, the little. But there's all sorts of little tiny games like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one. It's not 200 words. It's longer. Um, I think it's called Bear Heist. <laughs> uh, you are all grizzly or not grizzly bear. You're all bears of different types, and you are trying to uh, perform a heist. You're trying to steal a bunch of honey from somewhere, uh, and you can roll one of two skills: bear or criminal. um and so you you cannot speak but you can kind of grunt and make noises that maybe sound like speech sometimes Mm -hmm. um and you all have to like break into a place and steal a bunch of honey that sounds really fun yeah like it's a little silly like fun rpg what kind of bear would you be you roll there's a table so you can roll to be different types of bears no but like in your spirit what's your spirit bear Ooh. say black bear hmm you hmm the kind that likes honey yeah so yeah. all bears Pooh bear Pooh bear <laughs> yeah it's cute because it's his name's Pooh. Pooh. <laughs>